Gabe Miller here, and I want to personally thank you for checking out our podcast. And I also want to encourage you to click the subscribe button so that each week's message will automatically show up in your feed. Another great way to stay connected with this is on our website at yourimpactchurch.com and on all of our social media outlets at Your Impact Church. I hope this message today encourages you, inspires you, and challenges you. Let's jump into the message. give a hand for those who served last weekend. It's one of our favorite events that we do, uh, we call Super Saturday, or um, where we give away backpacks and school supplies, and uh, we had all kinds of stuff going on. Many of you served while we were out there at Wade Park last Saturday, and so we're thankful for that. And uh, just to give you, we don't know exactly how many people we were able to bless, but we do know we had about 250 backpacks with school supplies that we gave away, and those were gone in about 30 minutes. And so uh, it was a lot of people there, and it was a lot of fun, and we were able to love on and serve, and haircuts, and face painting, and food, and I mean, just all kinds of stuff where we were able to be a blessing to people in our community. And so uh, we're thankful that you have a heart to get outside of these four walls and serve our city. We believe that God's going to do incredible things as we continue to get out and serve. Amen. Come on, do you believe it? Amen. Well, I want to make mention of a couple of things really quick, and then we're going to get into part three of our series. Uh, Men's breakfast is this Saturday, so if you're a man, come on. If you're a man, we want to invite you out. Roadhouse Diner, 8 a.m. You can uh, join us there, and we're going to have a great time for about an hour, hour and a half, and we enjoy great breakfast and fellowship. And so be there this Saturday, 8 a.m., Um, child dedications today we have the opportunity to celebrate with those at the end of the service who are being water baptized and so we're excited about that people that are taking their next step in their faith journey and so we're pumped about that and we're glad you're here to celebrate with them and uh, in two weeks we're going to be dedicating children so if you've had a a child recently or you maybe your come on your kid could be 10 13 17 and you're saying you know what there's no better time than now to step up and say hey we want to raise this, this, this kid that God has entrusted to us. We want to just really offer uh, this kid back to the Lord and say, hey, we're going to make the decision today to raise this child to serve the Lord in our house. And so that's what that's all about. So go online, yourimpactchurch.com, or on the Church Center app. You can register. We ask you to register just so we can be prepared. We can know how many to expect and uh, have all the things prepared for you. So keep that in mind on August the 29th. During the second service, this service right here, the 1045 service. And then the last thing I'll make mention of, and then we'll get into the message, is grow groups. Come on, we've had a great year so far in grow groups. We've had a spring semester, a summer semester that's usually a little shorter. And uh, right now we're on a little bit of a pause, but starting the week of September the 5th, we're jumping into our fall semester of grow groups. And so I'll tell you like we tell you at the beginning of every single semester. Come on, you've heard it before. Get in a group, get in a group, get in a group, get in a group. This is where we... Uh, We grow in our faith, we grow in our knowledge, we grow in relationship with each other. And so you'll be able to see those in the next week or so online or on the app. And you'll be able to see all the different options for the fall semester of groups. And uh, what you can be a part of and what study you want to be a part of. And come on, it's a great opportunity for you to connect with people in our church and connect with each other and love on each other and grow in your faith together. 
So keep that in mind as well. We're excited about groups this semester. Well, we have been in a series, uh, and we're right in the middle of it, that we've called Fresh. Somebody say Fresh. Fresh. And so the idea with this series was that many times we feel like, man, I just need a breath of fresh air. I need, I need something fresh in my life. And so we've been talking about different words. And in week one, we talked about fresh wind. And it was all about the Holy Spirit being filled with the Holy Spirit, and that the Holy Spirit is not weird. Uh, he's a person that wants to help you and live on the inside of you and empower you and uh, to, to, to make disciples and be the church and to be a witness and all of those things. And he gives us boldness. We were talking about that and how it's not even meant to just be a one-time event. Maybe you grew up thinking that that was just a one-time thing. I believe that you need to wake up every day and say, God, fill me with your spirit fresh today so that I have everything that I need as I go through my day today. And then last week we talked about fresh vision. Fresh vision, and we were saying that, that God wants to give fresh vision to you for your marriage, for your family, for your career, for your job, for your parenting, all of those areas. God wants to give fresh vision to you, but we talked about four questions that we need to ask ourselves because many times we're anticipating, we're hoping for God to give fresh vision and for us to be able to walk in fresh vision even really every day or in every season of our lives. But we need to ask ourselves some questions, and so those questions were, are you living with expectation? Are you living expecting God to do something? Are you expecting fresh vision? Are you expecting a miracle? Are you expecting God to show up in your situation? And so uh, we asked that question. We asked, can you stretch? A lot of times it's going to be uncomfortable. When, God, when you're following God, when you're following after Jesus, and he's leading you, and you're being obedient to him, a lot of times you'll be out of your comfort zone. And so stretching is sometimes uncomfortable, but stretching is necessary. So we have to be willing to stretch. The third question we asked was, are you holding anything back? Are you holding anything back? Are you, are you living with anticipation or expectation? And you're, you're willing to be stretched a little bit, but you're still holding something back. You're holding back because of fear, holding back because of doubt, holding back because of disappointment previously in your life. You know, well, I thought God was going to do something, and it doesn't seem like he did it. And so now I'm holding back. We can't be holding back. If we want to expect something from God. And then the last thing that we talked about was where are your stakes? That all of that, you can stretch all you want and expect all you want and do all that you want. But if your stakes, if you're not rooted in Jesus, if you're not rooted in the word, if you're not rooted in, in, in who you're following after, then all of that is for naught. Because it's the stakes and where you're planted and where your, your roots grow down deep, that's what holds it all in place. Are you with me? And so I would encourage you to go back and, and check out those messages if you weren't here or if you missed them, today is part three, and I want to talk to you about this subject, Fresh Strength. And I gave this a, a subtitle that we're going to call The Second Wind. The Second Wind. Fresh Strength or The Second Wind. And I think there may be some of us right now that simply feel like we need fresh strength. In fact, can we be honest at church today? Is there anybody that came to church today and you would say, you know what, I need fresh strength in my life. I feel weary. I feel worn out. I feel discouraged. I just need fresh strength. In my life, I want to talk to you about that just in a real practical way from the Word of God, how I believe we can receive fresh strength today in our lives. And I want to start in Isaiah chapter 40, and we're going to read about 20 verses. And uh, then at the end of this, we're going, to, we're going to hone in on three verses that I want to spend the majority of our time on today that I think will be helpful from God's Word. So Isaiah chapter 40, starting in verse 12, if you have a Bible or your phone or if you want to follow along on the screen, this is what it says. It says, who else has held the oceans in his hand? Who has measured off the heavens with his fingers? Who else knows the weight of the earth or, how weigh, or has weighed the mountains and hills on a scale? Who is able to advise the spirit of the Lord? 
Who knows enough to give him advice or teach him? Has the Lord ever needed anyone's advice? Come on, have you ever lived your life and you've had moments where you offered advice to God, right? You're like, God, this is what I need. Let me give you some advice on how you can make this happen in my life, right? It says that God, who, who needs to give him advice, right? Does he need instruction about what is good? Did someone teach him what is right or show him the path of justice? No, for all the nations of the world are but a drop in the bucket. They are nothing more than dust on the scales. He picks up the whole earth as though it were a grain of sand. All the wood in Lebanon's forests and all Lebanon's animals would be enough, would not be enough to make a burnt offering worthy of our God. The nations of the world are worth nothing to him. In his eyes, they count for, for less than nothing, mere emptiness and froth. To whom can you compare God? What image can you find to resemble him? Can he be compared to an idol formed in a mold, overlaid with gold and decorated with silver chains? Or if people are too poor for that, they might at least choose wood that won't decay and a skilled craftsman to carve an image that won't fall down. Haven't you heard? Don't you understand? Are you deaf to the words of God, the words he gave before the world began? Are you so ignorant? God sits above the circle of the earth. The people below, him, below seem like grasshoppers to him. He spreads out the heavens like a curtain and makes his tent from them. He judges the great people of the world and brings them all to nothing. They hardly get started, barely taking root, when he blows on them and they wither. The wind carries them off like chaff. To whom will you compare me? Who is my equal? asked the Holy One. Look up into the heavens. Who created all the stars? Who brings them out like an army, one after another, calling each by its name? Because of his great power and incomparable strength, not a single one is missing. O oh, Jacob, how can you say the Lord does not see your troubles? Oh, Israel, how can you say God ignores your rights? Have you never heard? Have you never understood? The Lord is the everlasting God, the creator of all the earth. He never grows weak or weary. No one can measure the depths of his understanding. He gives power to the weak and strength to the powerless. Even youths will become weak and tired and young men will fall in exhaustion. But those who trust in the Lord will find new strength. They will soar high on wings like eagles. They will run and not grow weary. They will walk and not faint many of us come on have you ever heard the last three verses or the last two verses of this passage i want to take a moment before and we're going to talk about those because i believe there's so much that we can get out of that and how god wants to provide new strength for you today fresh strength for you today but i want to start with this question because verses 12 through 28 are are this picture of god and it's isaiah is really trying to put into words and describe God, when was the last time that you just got up in the morning before you asked God for anything? Or, or even if you really felt like, well, I don't really need much today. I'm feeling pretty good today. When was the last time that you got up and just sat in awe and meditated and thought about how awesome and how powerful and how great your God is? Because Isaiah is trying to put it into words. But we really can't put it into words. And I love this picture that he gives us because he says things like he holds the oceans in his hand. Can you imagine the God that you serve holds the oceans in his hands? That that's how big he is? He measured the heavens with his fingers. He doesn't need any advice from anyone because he is wisdom. We need wisdom and so we go to him for wisdom, but he doesn't need it. Like he is the wisdom. He is wisdom. And he doesn't need any advice. He created the stars and he calls every one of them by name. He holds them in place. 
He's the creator of everything. I like this. He never gets weak. He never gets weary. Isaiah is writing and he says, the God that you serve never gets weak, never gets weary, is so awesome, so powerful, so sovereign, so good, so faithful. You can't even fathom how good and how powerful and how awesome God is. And I think that there may be some of us even here today that maybe we have lost the feeling, the thought process of how awesome our God is because we've just begun to go through the motions. We just go about our day and we just kind of, if we need God, God's there. We can bring God alongside of us, but God was never intended to just be brought alongside you. And sometimes I think every single day we need to wake up and just sit for a moment and just think, God, you are so awesome. You are so powerful. You are so good. You are so faithful. And I was asking myself this question that I want to ask you today in light of verses 12 through 28, where it's talking about who God is and trying to put it into words. Why would we ever try to live and operate our lives apart from God when he is the source of everything? It says he created everything. If he created everything, if he holds all things together, as we talked some about last week, why would I ever try to live my life and operate my life and manage my life and do life apart from the one who, who is over it all, who created it all? And I love the picture in verses 12 through 28 because it's giving us a picture of the awesomeness and the wisdom and the power of God. But not only that, verses 12 through 28 lead us to verses 29 through 31. So Isaiah is saying, hey, who needs to give God advice? God created everything. God put the stars in the sky. He holds them in place. He calls each one of them by name. He knows every hair on your head. He, he is all-powerful, all-knowing. This is the God you serve. And then he goes into verse 29, and he says, And hey, because of this God that you serve, if you will trust in the God that has just been described, you'll find what you're needing. If you'll put your trust in the God that I have just tried my best, attempted to describe to you in words, then you'll find everything that you're needing. And so I want us to focus on just those last three verses for the rest of our time today. And if you need fresh strength today, here's the first thing that I think you need to understand or that we need to understand is simply that God is the source. I'm going to take a few minutes on these first two, but I really want to spend some time on the last point today because I think it's going to be a help to you. God is the source is the first thing you have to understand. Why do we need to understand that? Well, first of all, in verse 29, he tells us, he, speaking of God, gives power to the weak and strength to the powerless. Anybody ever looking for power and strength from somebody other than God? Something other than God. You, you would say, I need fresh strength. I feel weary. I will feel worn out, right? Many of us, we're constantly looking for fresh strength or a breath of fresh air. We're looking for something or someone to make us feel okay. We're looking for something or someone to dig us out of the hole that we're in. Something or someone to spark passion and desire in us again. Come on, some of us, we used to live for God with passion. And now we're hoping that somebody will say the right thing. That some right person will come into our lives that will spark or ignite passion again. Can I tell you today, God is the source. We can't look for somebody else to give a motivational speech or an inspirational speech or just the right message or if I listen to just the right podcast or if I find just the right church. No, listen, God is the source. Many of us, we're looking for someone to, to some outlet 
to fix this weak and this powerless state that we feel like we're in. We feel weak, and we, we feel powerless, and we feel weary, and we feel worn down, and some of us, we feel disappointed. And so we're looking for some kind of outlet to make us feel better. Some kind of outlet to take this away. Some kind of outlet to reignite passion. Some kind of outlet to say, I know I've still got to go on living life, and I need the strength to be able to go on doing the thing. Come on, life has been hard, and I need the strength. Listen, God is the source. I heard this quote on a podcast, and this podcast was talking about how many of us, we look for things like time off specifically to heal us, to make us feel better, to, to, to help us you know, feel like we're in a different place. And there's nothing wrong with time off. There's not, but he made this quote that has stuck with me ever since I heard it. He said, time off won't heal you when the problem is how you spend time on. Time off is not going to heal you when the problem is how you spend your time on. And I felt like the Lord kind of gave it to me in this way that I want to talk about it for just a moment today is that there isn't any outlet that will bring fresh strength when the problem is where you're looking for it. If the problem is where you're trying to go for the strength, there's not anything or anybody or any podcast or anything like that that you'll ever find that will provide what you're looking for because the problem is where you're going to look for it. You've got to go to the source. And God is the source. One version of the Bible, in verse 28, the Christian Standard Bible, it words it this way. It says, do you not know? Have you not heard? The Lord is the everlasting God, the creator of the whole earth. He never becomes faint or weary. There is no limit. Somebody say, no limit. There is no limit to his understanding. This means that God's power, his understanding, is unlimited. So here's my question to you. Do you live as if this is true? It's one thing for us to say, and to say, yes, he's, he's all-knowing, he's all-powerful, his knowledge is unlimited, his power is unlimited, I believe that God can do all things, but do you live like you believe it? Do you live like he never grows weary and he never grows faint? If you're in need of fresh strength, you first have to realize where the strength comes from. Because if you keep going to the wrong place, you're going to end up in the same position that you've been in for the last three months, for the last six months, for the last three years. Because you keep going to the wrong outlet trying to find what only God can fill in your life. And God is the source. It says that he gives the strength. He gives the power. So we have to go to God. Here's the second thing that I think we need to understand. It's that in your own strength, you will burn out. In your own strength, you will burn out. Anybody ever felt burned out? In your own strength, you will always burn out. Look at verse 30 again. Right after he tells us, he says, listen, God is the one who provides the strength and provides the power that you need in your life. And then he says, even youths will become weak and tired. In other words, even the people that you think would not become weak and tired will become weak and tired. And young men will fall in exhaustion. Can I put this uh, in, in my own phrasing? In your own power, you're eventually going to fall. In your own strength, you're eventually going to burn out. Because you were never intended to do what God called you to do in your own power and in your own strength. You were never, will, you were never meant to live this life in your own power and in your own strength. And you'll burn out every time. In Romans 12, 3, look, Paul, he says, not to think more highly of ourselves than we ought to. There's a proverb that talks about the same thing. Like, how many of us struggle with thinking that we got this? 
And Paul says, don't, don't think more highly of yourself than you ought to. You need to lean into God. You need to lean into what God provides. Don't think that, don't think that you got this and you can just keep on going in your own power and in your own strength. His, this, you're, you're not strong enough. You're not young enough. You're not old enough. You're not experienced enough. You're not intelligent enough to follow Jesus, to make disciples, to live righteously, to endure through trials and troubles, or anything else without the power and the strength that comes only from God. You can't do it. You can't do it. And there's so many of us, I feel like when I was preparing this, I felt like there were so many people that you desire fresh strength in your life. Because you've been trying it on your own for so long. And it's, drawn you, it's brought you to a place of weariness, exhaustion, stumbling and falling and, not, and questioning God. Questioning, are we even doing the right thing? Is there something, that we need, something else we need to be doing? Listen, you can't do it on your own. Look with me at John 15. Jesus himself, when he's talking to the disciples, he says, Remain in me and I will remain in you. For a branch cannot produce fruit even if it, if it is severed from the vine, and you cannot be fruitful unless you remain in me. Yes, I am the vine, you are the branches. Those who remain in me and I in them will produce much fruit. For apart from me, you can do nothing. Anyone who does not remain in me is thrown away like a useless branch and withers. Such branches are gathered into a pile to be burned. Jesus says, those who remain in me and I in them will produce much fruit. For apart from me, you can do nothing. Well, it feels like I'm making a lot of money. No, you can do nothing apart from Jesus. Well, it feels like I've kind of got it all figured out. No, you can do nothing apart from Jesus. See, this is, a, this is a moment where you have to decide, are you right or is the word of God right? Because the enemy will lure you into believing that you've got it figured out. And well, I know what the Bible says, and I know I've heard that verse mentioned before, but I've kind of got it figured out. I've kind of got it where I know what I'm doing, I kind of feel like I've got this thing whipped, and so I don't really need to rely on God. And then you find yourself over here, and time goes on, and two months go on, and six months go on, and two years go by, and then you're weary, and you're worn down, and you're disappointed, and what you thought was going to fulfill you didn't fulfill you. Listen, you, can't, you were never intended to do it on your own. You need fresh strength. Jesus himself, he tells us, remain in him is the only way that we can live fruitful lives. And he says, if you don't remain in me, you can do nothing. In fact, he even says to the extent, like if we try to live our lives and manage in our own strength apart from Jesus, he says it's like a branch that just withers. It's thrown away and it withers. You ever felt like you were just withering away? Could it be that you were withering away because you had disconnected? And you're looking for this solution and that solution and this solution and that solution. You just need fresh strength from the one who provides the fresh strength. And we're going to talk about that in just a moment. In your own strength, you're eventually going to burn out. Here's, here's the last thing that I think we need to understand, and we'll spend the most time probably on this one, is Isaiah 40, 31, and it's this point that trust in the Lord equals strength. Where do we get our strength? Trust in the Lord equals strength. And I want to point out a few things underneath this point but i want to read again verse 31 it says but those who trust in the lord in other words but is a conjunction so verse 29 has told us that god is the source he's the one who provides it verse 30 says and even young people even youth are going to stumble and fall but 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 those who trust in the lord 
will find new strength. They will soar high on wings like eagles. They will run and not grow weary. They will walk and not faint. You can't do it on your own. God is the source. But, but if you'll trust in the Lord, if you'll wait on the Lord, you'll find new strength. I want to point out uh, three things underneath this that I think are worth mentioning out of this one verse. And the first thing that I love about this verse is the word new. Anybody like the word new? You like new. You want the new car. You want the new building. You want the new house. You want the new year. Come on, somebody. I heard somebody talking. heard somebody talking the other day. It's like, well, I'm just ready for a new year. I'm like, you still got four months. I don't know. <laughs> like we, we're only two-thirds of the way through the year. We, we, like, we like new, but I want to I talk about this word new for a minute because if you study this, uh, this word, you'll find something interesting. This phrase in verse 31, it's the entire phrase, will find new. So those who trust in the Lord will find new. In the Hebrew, is one word, will find new. And it's this word, and I'm probably going to butcher this word, but it's call off. Call off. This word is how, what we translate in this verse, in this translation, will find new. And this word, what's interesting to me is if you look at this word, this word, if you study it, is translated also in the Bible as change and replace or renew. Some translations even say they will, re they will renew their strength, change or replace. You can read other verses and it's the same word, but it's tra we translate it change or changed or replace or replaced. And so I was thinking about this, and if you read this verse with a better understanding of what it means to find new strength, it might look something like this. Do we have this on the screen? But for those who trust in the Lord, strength is changed or replaced. And you would say, why is that significant? Because it's not old strength. It's not the strength that you needed in 2013 when you were in this situation. It's new strength. And some of us are trying to live our lives off of old strength, and we're not tapping into the new strength that God says, hey, those who trust in the Lord will find new strength. Their strength will be changed. Their strength will be renewed. Their strength will be replaced. In other words, in this situation, when I trust in the Lord, my strength will be changed into the strength that I need in this situation. And when I find myself in that situation, if I trust in the Lord, then the strength that I need in that situation will be the strength that I need for that situation. If I'm needing strength right now in this season of my marriage, if I trust in the Lord, he wants to give me new, changed, replaced strength for this season of my marriage, for this season of my parenting. Listen, we can't live off of old strength. Those who trust in the Lord will find new strength, strength that is changed, strength that is transformed into the strength that you need right now. It's not old strength, it's new strength. The second thing that I want to point out is that I think is worth mentioning is that when we trust in the Lord, it says that we will soar high on wings like eagles. And I've, I've looked at this before, and I've read some things on eagles before. Maybe you have too. Have you ever studied how eagles fly? How eagles soar? Let me tell you what it doesn't look like. Can I submit to you that there are some of us that are living our lives like. <laughs> Y'all want it one more time? <laughs> We're living our lives just flapping our wings, just trying to survive. 
just trying to survive. And it says those who trust in the Lord, they not only find new strength, they will, they will soar high on wings like eagles. And so I, I just jotted down a few things that I found. Eagles don't ever flap their wings in panic. Some of us, we get in a situation, and I don't have time to go into this. Maybe this is another message. But in the first church, whenever they faced persecution, we've talked a little bit about this before, they didn't go into panic. They went to prayer immediately. It wasn't like, let's talk about it, let's gossip about it, let's talk behind their back, let's, you know, let's figure out how we can make sure that we're right and they're wrong. No, it wasn't anything about that. It was, let's go to prayer. Let's go to prayer. They didn't flap their wings in panic and I think that many of us sometimes we find ourselves in a panic situation there's something we didn't see coming happens and we're like because we're not trusting in the Lord we're not waiting in the Lord we're like I gotta figure this out y'all gonna remember this visual I'm gonna figure this I gotta figure out how to do this what do we what do we need to do we need we need some wisdom we need some direction we need because we're not trusting in the Lord, it, the eagles don't do that. Eagles don't strive, and they don't expend all of their energy trying to do what they were created to do. They're not using all of their energy up, trying, I mean, just exhausted from trying to do what they were created to do. No, they just instinctively do what they were created to do. Well, how do they fly high, and how do they soar, you know, where it's like, if you see an eagle, a lot of times you'll see like one flap, and then it's just gliding. And they use rising air currents. And they ride those air currents so that they can just soar above, sometimes even above the, above, you know, they got the, the, the 10,000 foot view, if you will, right? They can just see everything that's going on and they're just soaring through the sky. And the word of God tells us, says, listen, those who trust in the Lord, that's what it looks like. And it can't be just a one-time decision, well, I decided today to trust in the Lord and I'm going to expect for the rest of my life. No, you've got to, every single day, I need new strength for today. I want to soar on wings like eagles today. I don't want to be striving. I don't want to be expending all of my energy trying to make things happen. I just want to relax. I want to rest in the fact that God's got this, and I'm trusting in the Lord. I'm waiting in the Lord, and I'm not going to worry about it. I'm going to pray about it. I'm going to take it to God in prayer. Sometimes we think that because of the way that we're feeling, we need to eliminate some things from our lives to not strive or to not feel as overwhelmed. And I would submit that there are some times where God will ask you, hey, you need to cut this out of your life and this out of your life because you added that in and I never intended for that to be a part of your story. And so you need to eliminate those things so that you can fly high and you can soar on wings like eagles and you can find new strength. But there are other times when we are looking for an outlet. And so we think, well, if I eliminate this and I get rid of this and I, and I stop doing this and, and I eliminate it here, then I'm going to feel better. And then when we don't feel better, we wonder why we don't feel better. It's because those who trust in the Lord find new strength. Not those who look for an outlet. Those who trust in the Lord, they find new strength. Listen, you're going to go through things, but when you go through things, God's already said, I'm going to be with you. I'm not going to leave you. I'm not going to forsake you. I'm going with you through it, and we'll fly high on wings like eagles if you'll just keep trusting me, trusting my perspective, trusting my wisdom, Trusting where I'm leading you, and let's just keep moving forward. The last thing that I want us to pay attention to in verse 31 is the very end of it where it says, When we trust in the Lord, we will run and not grow weary, and we will walk and not faint. Have you ever just read through the Bible, and then it was like, I don't, really, I don't even know what I just read? 
Has it ever just been a box that you were checking off, you know, in the morning or in the evening, and it's like you didn't really stop to think about what you were reading? As I was reading this, and I'm guilty of that too, right? I mean, sometimes it's like we're reading the Bible, and we think, you know, you're reading, you can read a book or something like that, or you're listening to something. You ever driven to work, and you're like, I don't even know how I got here. I wasn't even paying attention. Like, apparently, I just do, I just do this enough that I just made it here. I don't know. But when I read this verse, and when I read it over the last couple of weeks, as I was preparing for this, I noticed something that it says that when we trust in the Lord, we will run and not grow weary. We will walk and not faint. So I noticed that we're running. And many of us were like, well, we shouldn't be running. But it tells us that we're going to run and not grow weary. So it, it made me think of this question. I started asking this question, well, what are we running for? Where are we running? If I need the strength and I need to trust in the Lord so that I can run and not grow weary... That means that there's a time and there's a place to run. And that if I'm trusting in the Lord when I run in that season, I will run and I'll grow weary because I'm trusting in the Lord. And the first verse that I felt like the Lord put in my head was Hebrews 12.1. And in Hebrews 11, it's what we call the hall of faith. And it's all of this written about all of these, you know, by faith God did this, by faith they accomplished this, by faith this happened. You know, some of them saw the good, some of them saw the bad, but it was all about their faith. And then the first verse after that in Hebrews 12, 1, it says, Therefore, since we are surrounded by such a huge cloud of witnesses to the life of faith, let us strip off every weight that slows us down, especially the sin that so easily trips us up, and let us, here's our word, run with endurance the race God has set before us. Anybody ever been running but you didn't have endurance? You know where you get the endurance? Trusting in the Lord. A lot of times we just take off running. And we don't wait. We don't trust in the Lord. We don't, we don't set our mind on Him. We don't find new strength for what it is that God's calling us to step into. And because we don't step into the new strength that He has, we're trying to run in the old strength that we thought would work in this situation. And it doesn't work. And we run hard for two weeks. We run hard for two months. We run hard for two years. And then we find ourselves burned out and weary and discouraged and disappointed and all of these things. May I submit to you that maybe, maybe it's because we're not trusting or waiting on the Lord. Because those who trust in the Lord will find new strength and they will run and not grow weary. They're going to run the race and not grow weary. I believe this verse is talking about Jesus' instructions for every believer, but it's also about the specific purpose and the specific race that he has for you and the gifts and the talents that he has equipped you with and the specific thing that he wants you to accomplish while you're here on the earth. But in order to run and not grow weary... You have to first trust in the Lord. I want to bring the worship team back, and we're going to end, and then we're going to baptize um, a few people today that are making that decision. But I want to read a couple of things to you. And uh, as a matter of fact, will you stand to your feet today as we close this? One, uh, thank you. One commentator, as I was reading different things on, on Isaiah 40 and verse 31. I have to excuse me, my voice is trying to go out. He, he summed up verse 31 in this way. And I want to read this, and then we'll read one other thing, and then we're going to 
move into the next part of the service. But he says, whom does God bless in this way? Talking about verse 31. In other words, this, this fresh strength, this new strength, and running and not growing weary, and all of these things that we would say, hey, these are a blessing. He says, whom does God bless in this way? Who are the recipients of God's gracious strengthening? Those who trust in the Lord. You see, not everyone gets strengthened by God's power. Not everyone is enabled to soar on wings like eagles when God swoops down and lifts them out of bad situations. Only those who trust God's perspective on their situations will run and not become weary as God provides a second wind to make it through challenges. Only those who believe his word and submit to it can expect to experience his spiritual power for daily life. You will walk and not faint as God changes you whether or not he changes your situation. You will run and you will walk and you will not faint. You will not get weary when you trust in the Lord whether or not God changes your situation. Because God will change you. Remember our word? Call off. It's changed. It's a new strength. It's what you need for that moment. It's what you need for that season. It's what you need in that parenting situation. Come on, somebody. It's what you need in that marriage argument. Woo, can we be real at church today? It's the fresh strength that God wants to give you every single day if you'll allow him. If you'll say, you know what, today I'm going to trust in the Lord. I think many of us, we're looking for that. We're looking for fresh strength or a better way of saying it would be the subtitle message. We're looking for a second wind. We feel like we had our first wind. And we're like, is there ever going to be a second wind i don't know if i can do this much longer i don't know if i can sustain this much longer let me tell you one thing you were never meant to sustain it on your own you've got to lean into god and i want to i want to end by reading this final thing and then uh, we'll move into water baptism and then sing and be dismissed today but i found this interesting and it went along perfectly with what we were talking about today so i want to share this perspective it says even recreational joggers will sometimes experience the phenomenon of a second wind you're unsure of making it another 50 yards when out of nowhere there comes a surge of new strength. Has anybody ever experienced a second wind before? If you were, like, if you ran track or maybe even in your, in your life, we were talking about this this last week, and, and there'll be some nights where we're, you know, we just feel so exhausted, and we're like, man, as soon as the kids go to bed, we're going to bed. Like, we are worn out. And then the kids go to bed, and I'll look at her, and she's like, and I'm like, what, what's going on? She's like, I don't know. Like, I was exhausted. Now I just have my second wind. It's like I caught my second wind, and I'm like, it's 11 p.m. Like, I don't know. I don't know where this second wind is coming from, but right? It's like, well, I just caught a second wind, and all of a sudden, it's like, psh, you're wide awake. Did you know that God can do that for your life? That you have felt exhausted, and all of a sudden, it's like, you know what? You started relying on God again. You started trusting on God again. You started placing your faith in God again. You started including Him in all of your decision makings and seeking His wisdom. And all of a sudden, you're like, I feel like I have a second wind. I feel like I can keep pressing on toward the goal and the prize that God has set before me. I feel like I can keep moving forward because I've caught my second wind. It says, breathing in is no longer labor. Legs are no longer dead weight. And you can actually pick up the pace. Most serious runners come to expect this phase of the run. And they learn to trust that even when their bodies are nearing exhaustion, the second wind will come. Scripture promises a spiritual second wind for those who learn to wait on God in patient, hopeful, and dependent expectation. God does not often relieve us of our particular race or struggle. It's not that God's always wanting to pull you out of it but he will infuse us with his strength 
to finish the course. And then here's the last line, and we have this on the screen. When you feel like giving up, go to the source of all strength and wait before you say goodbye. Come on, there's some, somebody here today you feel like giving up. And God brought you into this room, you thought that it was just by circumstance or, you know, somebody just invited you and you thought, well, I'll come, or you're here to see somebody get baptized and you thought it was just by chance. No, God had you here for a reason. Somebody feels like giving up and he's saying, listen, when you feel like giving up, go to the source. Go to the source of all strength. And when you go to the source of all strength, wait and trust patiently with expectation and just wait for the second wind. And I believe that he'll give you fresh strength trust in you. I place all of my faith in you. Thank you for saving me. In Jesus' name, amen. Come on, can we put our hands together for those that made that decision today? Amen. You can, if you want to stay standing, you can. If you want to be seated, you can. 
Uh, we are going to put this, so I know it's going to be kind of hard for everybody to see, so if you can look at the screen, we should be able to put this on the screen. 